Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Honey and Hustle, a video podcast that inspires the dreamers, creators, and hustlers to make a business from their passions. I'm Angela Hollowell, and I'm a visual storyteller based in Durham, North Carolina. I sit down with creative entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, and small business owners as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned throughout their careers, and how they've worked to make a positive impact. Hey everyone, we are filming season three of the Honey and Hustle podcast live at the Durham Bottling Co. right in downtown Durham. We're about to get into a great conversation, but before we do that, I'd really appreciate it if you take a moment to share this episode with someone who you think might get some value from it. Feel free to tag me on the podcast on social media, and I'll be sure to put those links on the video and in the description below. If you're listening to the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. It helps others find the show and lets me know how I'm doing at this video podcast thing. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to check out our affiliate links, shop our merch, and subscribe to the Honeypot newsletter and this YouTube channel, all at the links in the description. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay. okay. DG. Hey, girl. Dion McGee. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, man. You have, you have been in the game for a minute. You've been in the corporate world, so you had that experience working as an entrepreneur. Yes. And then you had this incredible dream that just woke you up and awakened that roar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, here we are. We see Dino, Dion McGee, the keynote speaker. Yeah, I'm a G, the consultant, the coach, mm-hmm. the roar extraordinaire. Can you tell me a little bit about your story for people who don't know as well as I do? How you got to where you are. So first, let me say thank you for the invitation. Congratulations to you, because I know this is a lot of work, right? <laughs> so uh, let's give her a round of applause. Yes, Angela, I'm, I'm proud of you, for real. Um, to answer your question, for those that don't know, where you been? Like, <laughs> that's, that's first, right? But no, um, honestly, the, the short story is I've spent 25 years of my career in corporate America, And I've always worked in male-dominated industries from um, the mortgage lending industry to telecom. And I guess I didn't have enough. Then I went into utilities. So we already know um, that's male-dominated. But however, um, the last 10 years of my career, not only was it (laughs) male-dominated, there was a lack of some other things, which was diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And this is before George Floyd. So I just said, you know, dating it 10 years. But long story short, there are a lot of things that I and also others can um, take and tolerate. Um, But there's only so long that you can actually tolerate it. And then there comes a time and a place where we have to, you know, speak out, break the cycle, right? So I found myself in a place of um, 
4,000 employees, less than 10% minorities, and I was the only African-American female in the executive suite. Hmm. So um, I even say it in my book, Finding Your Roar, I understand what our forever president, um, Barack Obama, dealt with on a day-to-day. You know, anytime that you try to make some changes for the better, um, it has to be signed off by 20 people and given a drop of blood, you know, those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. So I just got tired of the lack there of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and there, so um, belonging as well, and um, I wrote my book. Mm-hmm. Finding Your Roar, and with it, it was my story that I shared, but I knew that I was not the only one that had dealt with it. So I wrote it from my perspective, but the story is for men and women, and I'm just tired of playing politics. So mm-hmm. I left, yeah. and, and that's where the roar came from. Like, if I was not able to roar, none of that um, would have happened. So me being in all those places um, over my career was building and, you know, catapulting me to be this lion, not kitty cat, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how we got to this space. That's a short story. So you dated, you know, your story a little bit. You said this is pre-George Floyd. This mm-hmm. wasn't like something mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. in response to something else. This was right. just me recognizing right. where I was in my career and in my life and what I really wanted out of things. Right. Um, and I think... That's what a lot of people don't realize right now. You know, they Mm -hmm. talk about the great resignation and Mm -hmm. a lot of people being, you know, just fed up with how things are. But, you know, this wasn't an overnight thing. The pandemic just kind of exacerbated issues that were already present. And now people have a space to say, you know what, I'm not going into an office every day. People don't have to see my face. And now I'm realizing the freedom that exists and just having a little more autonomy in how I show up to work. Exactly. And, you know, I'm tired of it. You know, I hate that it took a pandemic for it to get to this point, but, you know, I've been recognizing this for for years. Yes. A lot of minorities have been saying, mm-hmm. you know, it was just par for the course to walk into a space and be maybe one of one mm-hmm. or one of three, right. you know, such a small number. And then even just because you're there doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, your opinions are valued and that you're really... You know, being seen in in a place of belonging Mm -hmm. in work. And there's a lot of people that feel that way and that still haven't made the jump to leave corporate. So can you talk to me about kind of why you felt like it was better for you to kind of go out on your own versus just go to another company that maybe had a healthier culture, you know? My um, my leap was was a, a bit different. As I was just tired. Mm -hmm. I was just tired. And I just and to your point, I felt like. I know the state that we were in, right? So I leave here and I go to another company that may have um, a, a better look and feel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the culture may be a little different or it may appear mm-hmm. to be a little different. Do I really want to go to another space, start from scratch, and potentially have to play politics again? Or do I gather my things and start my own thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about any of that. (laughs) Okay, so and I know I I know the value Mm -hmm. that I was going to bring. I knew the value that I was going of those that I was going to partner with to build an amazing team um, was going to bring. And I didn't want to have to do that again. So we talking, like I said, I guess you can call me Joe because I was really patient. Twenty (laughs) five years already. Yeah, you know, dealing with it, but that last ten years was the icing on the cake. It was like, no, we we just gonna change it all together. So you know, technically, I did go somewhere else because I worked in three different industries. But that last 
stint. I was like, nah, we're just going to do it really different. We're not going to another company. We're going to create our own company mm-hmm. where we can create a table for everyone mm-hmm. to feel fair, just, and equitable and come and sit and let's build something amazing and lead the politics and the lack thereof, diversity, equity, inclusion outside. We're going to make sure what we're doing is for everyone. So Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that you, you know, already had that in- idea from the onset, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of companies right now that are struggling. You know, they may have hired a DEI person mm-hmm. or whatever, but because their company wasn't built with those principles and with those right. those things in mind, you know, they're kind of having to work back. Mm-hmm. And it's taking a lot of peeling back layers and difficult conversations mm-hmm. and things like that. So when we talk about, you know, not everybody has the privilege of having the experience of being a minority or being a woman in the workplace or just being the other Mm -hmm. in the workplace, right? Um, So what would you say to people that, you know, either are in the corporate world now or maybe are branching off to start their own company, man, woman, black, white, Mm -hmm. Latino, Asian, whatever, Mm -hmm. and building a company and a business and a space that is inclusive, Mm -hmm. that does put their ethos at the forefront of who they work with and how they work and, you know, everything. Just what what does that mean and how does that set you apart for the long haul versus companies that are established now Mm -hmm. that are trying to work toward building that for the people that work with? Great question. So, you know, with it, the thing about starting your own business is you get to create the culture, right? So there's no rework or working backwards. That's hard to clean up, right? Mm -hmm. But if the foundation is set on the principles of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Companies that are DEI forced or in mind, if you will, far exceed those that are not. Mm-hmm. It's a melting pot. I've done multiple presentations on DEI, but if if diversity, equity, and inclusion, and belonging as well is in the the seam. Okay, mm-hmm. and and build and making this quilt right from the from the gate, you don't have to go back and do rework. You will find not that it is about the numbers, but companies that are diverse, equitable, inclusive are do much better financially yeah. because you're taking the thoughts, the creativity, and the ideas of everyone at the table, not a certain group of people that are at the table, right? Mm-hmm. And you're leaving out and missing the mark on what a company could really achieve if there was room for everyone to be a part of this whole mission, Mm -hmm. the value, the core thread of the company, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way I look at it, I don't ever want to be in a place where I feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want to work for a place where I feel uncomfortable, where I feel threatened or anything like that, nor do I want anyone to work with me and feel that way. So I have to create something. We all need to create something that is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, and I want to enjoy who it is that I work with, that I partner with. Like I'll turn down clients. All money is not good money. If I don't feel, if the energy is not right, (laughs) you know, I don't think I'm who you're looking for. I can refer you to someone else. I'll say that quick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I'll say that quick, and that is the most freeing thing to say, right? But build it with that in mind as you you lay out the foundation of, of the company. And for those that are not creating a company but are going somewhere else, I tell people all the time when it comes to an interview, 
Don't go to an interview and let the interviewer ask you all the questions. There are things that you need to know as well, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, what does leadership look like? Mm -hmm. What does a leadership team look like? If no one in the, on the leadership team looks like you, mm -hmm. that's your first clue that it not, might not be the yeah. place that you need to be concerning growth and scalability in your career. You're going to have to fight the good fight uh, to get a seat at that table. And at this point, we just tired to fight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. touched on that financial piece, so I kind of want to stay on that for a second. Okay. Okay. You know, um, there's a lot of conversations around the economy right now. There's a lot of conversations about jobs. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of conversations about, you know, people that have gone to work for themselves with the pandemic or even before the pandemic, mm -hmm. how much money people are actually making, mm -hmm. right? A lot of conversations about that. A lot of conversations about people in power now, not just corporations, but also politicians. Mm -hmm. Like money is, is a big conversation. Everybody wants to know what everybody's making because we are definitely seeing that in case of emergency, a lot of people ain't got it. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's just say what it is. A lot right, of people right. are struggling right, right now. Right. And so when we talk about I think I saw something on Amazon that it was like inclusion breeds innovation. Mm -hmm. Right? But Quite frankly, there aren't a lot of new ideas coming to the table right now, okay. if we're being honest about the situation. I feel like that is the innovation piece is something that gets left out of entrepreneurship, diversity, equity, inclusion, sustainability, absolutely. But you've got to bring something new to the table. Mm -hmm. And you can't bring something new if you're constantly just recreating what other people have already done mm -hmm. in your own way. Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you're unwilling to seek something outside of yourself to create something new and create something that actually solves a problem in a new way, in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about, you know, Apple all the time being this big corporation that, right. you know, the camera, you know, the phone, all these things weren't new, but when you put them together, that's what made them, you know, this very unique product right. that, that everybody can now is just a, a fan of and has stuck with for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So when you think about what you've created uh, as a keynote speaker, as a coach, as a consultant, and how you have kind of been really at the forefront of talking about being an entrepreneur, not just limiting having an entrepreneur mindset to starting a company and right. owning a business. You know, what are some things that you um, really talk about in terms of developing an ethos of creating something that is unique to who you are? Great question. Um, to that point, we just have to be true to what we bring to the table. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds crazy, but I'm gonna tell you how simple it really was. I just laid out my skill set. Mm -hmm. I, I knew what it was that I was capable of doing, right? I, I looked at the things that I love to do. Mm -hmm. I looked at the things that people would come to me for. Mm -hmm. And I just narrowed that list down because one of the things that I know from a entrepreneurial standpoint is we wanna do everything, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I can do it all, mm -hmm. right? So as they say, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. We have to narrow that thing down um, to perfect the niche. Mm -hmm. And so I could do a whole lot more yeah. than what I am doing, but would I really be serving the people? Is that really the value add that is really needed in the community as far as entrepreneurship goes, right? Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that brings me the most energy and I got to own it, right? <laughs> it's speaking. Mm -hmm. We're still in the midst of, you know, uh, COVID right now, but 
I got to get back on the stage. Like it, it is necessary. <laughs> it is necessary for 2022. Um, outside is beginning to open a little bit, right? I am uh, fully vaxxed and boosted it. I have, you know, everything, right? So I, I honestly, um, I own that. And I know because of where we are and where we have been from an economic footprint that these conversations are necessary. Um, professional development. So what we have is um, Roar University. That is a place where we have digital courses for career development. And, you know, for those that don't understand, well, I thought she only talked about entrepreneurship. I'm not naive to the fact that everyone does not want to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. My thing is professional development. I want those that are um, following the ROAR mantra, if you will, to understand what the ROAR is, first of all, and that means to be relentless, optimistic, ambitious, and results-driven in all that we do from a professional standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. So that's if you are in your career. How do you grow and scale in your career, mm -hmm. right? director, senior level money uh, is different than admin money. Mm -hmm. I've spent too much time with too many people, specifically women, that are in administration and nothing against administration, but it's not enough income, mm -hmm. right, to take care of the needs of the family. So we got to do something different, right? Um, for those that are saying, hey, I have this job, but I know I'm great at baking cakes, right. if you will. I need to start this business. I want to talk about the raw professional development concerning the entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. A lot of times we wallow in what could be, what if I try it and it doesn't work? No, what if you try it and it does work, right? So we got to look at the positive and how easy it is. Yeah. I, I have one business, I started with $200. Yeah. And that was seed money for my husband. Shout out to my husband. <laughs> seed money for my husband that turned into a six-figure business. So there's no one that can tell me mm -hmm. that you cannot start with humble beginnings. It doesn't all require uh, a loan or funding or what have you, right? We right. just got to have that mindset that it is possible. So, you know, that, that's, that's my stance. Like, those are the two sweet spots, career development, entrepreneurial development, and the growth mm -hmm. of it all. So we don't say, woe is me, I don't have enough income. We're talking about economic development. How do we stimulate our own economy, whether we're in the workforce mm -hmm. or whether we're entrepreneurs or whether you're both? Because yeah. you can be in the workforce and be an entrepreneur, as you already said, right? Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's talk about growth for a minute because I think growth looks different for everybody, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, you say six figures and you even told me this, six figures starts at 100,000, goes to 999. <laughs> That's real. Like I, I told you about my client. My client was like, well, I want to make six figures. I'm going to recap this conversation. I want to make six figures. And my question to her was like, oh, that's great. I was like, well, write that down. Mm -hmm. right? So she was like, well, I said, what did you write? She was like, I want a hundred thousand. I was like, do you, you don't understand by the time I said, not knocking it. That's a great goal. Yeah. But by six figures is not six figures by the time the feds get done with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So then let's just almost technically cut that in half now. About okay. So let's, I'm gonna give you sixty seventy thousand. Okay. Yeah. And you think about all your bills and your expenses. It's a wash. Yeah. At that point, right? Mm -hmm. I said last I checked, <laughs> six figures is nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and 99 yeah. cents. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> what six figures you want? Because yeah. my six figure goal is different than yours. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be clear mm -hmm. on what that number really is. Yeah. Okay? And that's what it is. So yeah. she, was, she was like, 
oh, but you're right. I'm like, yeah, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> it's real. Like, it's real. It is. It is. And I think there's a lot of people that like, yeah, you know, I want to I wanna start my business. I want to bootstrap it. I want to yeah, grow it. Have yeah. me a six, seven-figure exit. Yeah. What are six, seven figures? Yeah. Right? Especially after taxes, bills, expenses. Maybe you want to start another company. How much do you have to see about into that? Like, right. you right. know, what what are you really getting off of this? And, right. and it's like, is that going to be enough to sustain you for another couple of years if you want to do something else? If you want to take time off from working? Right. Like, exactly. what does that really mean? And so I think having number goals are great. Mm-hmm. That is, there is, I mean, money, you need money. That's just, Absolutely. you know, it's not about the money, but it is about the money. You need money to <laughs> right, live. That's right, just right. the reality of the situation. Right. But you also need to have time freedom. You also need to have creative freedom. Absolutely. You also need to have family time. You mm-hmm. also need to have, you know, time to spend with your friends, time to spend by yourself where right. you're just not worried about, oh man, I got to get back to the office and do this. When I get back, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Or when I get back, I got to follow up with this person. Yes. You know, so when we talk about growth, like when you are setting goals with people that you were working with, what are some of the benchmarks that you kind of guide them towards achieving um, in their journey to success or in their journey to their monetary goals? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I'll say I'll say it like this. The first thing is to own your space, right? Mm-hmm. As I said before, you know, we cannot do everything, even though we may be capable of doing everything. I tell every client that comes to me um, to make sure that they niche down to what it is that is their sweet spot, right? And so what? Other people are already doing it. They don't do it like you. They don't do it like Angela. They don't have a podcast like Angela, right? <laughs> it's, it's different, right? Yeah. But um, the monetary goals are are great. However, one the top thing that I know that people struggle with again, ninety percent of my clients are women. I don't know why. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I realized that you know, but, but my audience about ten percent of my audience are men. Shout out to the men. I appreciate you, but I understand women, right? Because yeah. I am one, and they understand me. Mm-hmm. And I also know that we were not created to roar. We were created to take care of everyone else, stand behind the curtain, be quiet, and just do the job, right? Mm -hmm. But we have a problem with pricing. Yes. We don't know our value and we don't know our worth. Some of us, Mm -hmm. right? And because something comes so easy to us, I can do that with my eyes closed, right? So I don't feel like I should really charge X amount of dollars because I did it in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You been there? Yeah. yeah. I did it. I did it in 10 minutes. But what we have to get beyond is this hourly pricing. What is the value right. that you add? What is the value that you bring to the table? That's a different price structure. Yeah. Right. That's a totally different price structure. So therefore, if the price point is not right, the six, seven figure revenue that needs to be generated is a long shot because you're charging an hour for something that you felt like is easy to you, but that is your niche. That is the sweet spot. Like people look at me and say, I just can't believe you got on the stage and spoke to strangers, right? And you weren't nervous and blah, blah, blah. That's my sweet spot, right? However, 
We all have something different. We just have to know what the value is to get to that number. So that particular client that I was talking about, she couldn't fathom the 999000 because she was on this hourly price and not realizing that she had something powerful because she was changing the lives of her clients. That's a different price point. Yeah, I'm getting ready to offer you something that's going to really change your life for the rest of your life <laughs> where you can generate a different type of income. That's not $35 an hour. No. It's not. Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, but that's mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah. That That is the number one struggle to get to the place of growth yeah. and scalability. The other piece of that is solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you cannot scale a business to six, seven figures as a solopreneur, but you're going to be awful tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're going to be dog tired, right? Yeah. So there comes a time where we have to let go mm-hmm. of some things but when you build a business bootstrap grassroots and that's your baby mm-hmm. I got a hard I got a problem handing that off to Sally mm-hmm. to do some things yeah true or true yeah. yeah yeah but that's leadership and with leadership comes delegation yeah there are things in my business that I don't want to do <laughs> I'm being honest. I don't want to do. I don't like to do. Like I just told you, my sweet spot is being on the stage or training, facilitating, being in a virtual session. Yeah. I need to focus on all those things. Yeah. Whereas I cannot allow somebody else to go on the stage and be me. They can't be me. Yeah. Right? No more than I can be them um, doing social media or marketing or what. That I can do it, but it's going to take me longer yeah. to do it because that's not my thing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I get it done, but guess how much time I just wasted when they could have did it with their eyes closed, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I could have been on the stage yeah. and it, with my eyes closed because they, they would cringe <laughs> at going on the stage as much as I would cringe and putting some marketing content together. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have to know um, where it is that we uh, roar, where the roar factor really is. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on for that growth and scalability and hand those other things off yeah. to some other people. And a lot of people get scared at um, hiring. Get some contractors to start out with part-time. We had this conversation. Yeah. You know, part-time, five hours a week, 10, then let it grow to 10 hours a week. Guess what? You get some time back to focus on the things that you are really good at. Mm-hmm. You get some sleep, right? <laughs> All that. Yeah, sleep is not overrated. We got to have it. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the things that help grow and scale of yeah. this. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. I think that's a great note to end on. I think people have something to take away from this if they're looking to get started. Yeah. Or if they're thinking about, okay, where are some areas that I can grow? Is there a conversation I need to have with myself about how I'm pricing my services? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, or is there a conversation I need to have about how much I'm taking on and how much is reasonable for me to take on in yes. order to reach my goals? So yes. thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate you coming out in the rain. <laughs> yeah, we made it. We yeah. made it. No, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share again. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. And if people want to get in touch with you for maybe a one-on-one consultation or book you for a speaking opportunity, how can they get in touch with you? That is easy. Um, Website is dgmcgee.com. Social media, you can find me anywhere except TikTok. Don't look for me on TikTok. I have not advanced to TikTok yet. I I have a consultation with my daughter to help me train for TikTok. But that looks like uh, social media is LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, IG. Those are the places that you can find me. Um, 
DG McGee Motivates. But as I said, um, website is dgmcgee.com or findingyourroar.com. Um, and we can book some speaking engagements for 2022. All bets are off. I love virtual, but nothing gives me the energy like being on a live stage. So let's get these conferences going. So if you need a speaker, you now know how to find me. Absolutely. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah.